And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Labine. Only on the BetQL Network. Holy crap. Mikey, my friend, what a card we are coming off of. UFC 281 last week. We got UFC Vegas 65 best best to talk today. But, dude, oh, my God, did you watch that card? Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Ever since football season started, it's been getting a little hard to get into some of these MMA cards when they're like the fight nights with the lower level fights. But once you get a card like this, it puts the spark right back in you. You get going again. You get excited for next week and the week after because that just showed you how high level MMA can get. And that's the best of the best. Yeah, man. And as you know, I was at the event. It was absolutely freaking crazy. So like I have some post-event depression you know i'm not even looking forward to usc this week man i'm just like dude i just want to just want to be oh, back well, in person what an event to go to though right card of the year in my opinion and yeah. like i got i got the two posters behind me we got 268 oh, nice. and 281 and i was at both of them and they were both banger cards so very mm-hmm. blessed but people real quick didn't introduce my man this is mikey mikey's a good friend on twitter a uh sports extraordinaire Likes to chat the bets and likes to win some money too. So, Mikey, thank you for joining me today, dude. Uh, how you doing? Yes, sir, man. We've been in contact for a couple of years now, doing parlays, sharing bets. But it's the first time we got into talk in person, and it's a good way to do it. Talk about some fights, some good bets. Hopefully, cash some. Yeah, man. And I mean, that's that's the beautiful thing about this Zoom machine. It can help uh, help bring people together from across the country. Um, oh, yeah. So real quick, we're talking two eighty one. Let me just ask your impressions of three fights. First of all, Dustin Poirier. Michael Chandler, dude, what a banger. That's pretty much as perfect as you could have expected it to go. Like, mm-hmm. that's what everybody wanted. Just like Chandler's delivered every single fight. He's delivered every single fight, and it's crazy. I don't think anybody expected him to show up like this. As good as he was in Bellator, this is like next-level stuff. One of the most exciting fighters on the roster. I'm, like, blessed to have seen him fight in two absolute wars in person. MSG was absolutely roaring when him and Dustin were going at it in that first round. Oh, and I just bet. watched it back on Twitter, dude. It sounded even louder, like, on the TV. So, like, mm-hmm. whoo, banger. Um, but then the next fight, obviously, Zhang Wei Li took the belt from Carla Esparza. Were you, a, were you uh, surprised about that at all? No, that was the one I was looking forward to the most because Zhang Wei Li is, like, one of, if not my favorite female fighter on the roster. And I've just been waiting for her to get the belt back. And I was pissed when she lost against the Rose the second time. I mean, it was close. Could have gone either way. Yeah. So I understood it. But I was just waiting for her to get another chance. And it was perfect with the Sparza. And I feel like those odds, she had big odds, but they were justified. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I'm not touching Zhang at yeah. minus 400. But damn, dude, she looked great. Way better than Reyes, who I had in a parlay. Should have. Uh, Me too. Should have not done that one, brother. <laughs> um, and then obviously, dude, main event. I'm I'm actually sad about it. I thought I was just sad about the money, but I'm not. I'm sad that Izzy freaking lost. I was a fan, and I don't think I realized I was a fan until he lost. But, dude, Alex Pereira, new middleweight champion of the world. Can you believe that? Oh, yeah. I I picked Pereira, but still, like, in the back of my mind, it was just more feeling like, I don't know, it was more like hoping he would win, not expecting him to win. And I I even told, because I was watching with my girlfriend, I told her that I'm not the biggest Adesanya fan, but if he comes out and fights – like how he has against Gastelum or Costa, then I'll like I'll root for him because it's sure. easy to root for him when he fights like that. It's just I didn't like when he was kind of playing it too safe. You understand it, but it's hard to root for that as a fan. Yeah, the point fighting style, it's hard to like avoid when you get to that level of competition, yeah. I imagine. Anderson Silva kind of started to do the same thing, but definitely not the most exciting, especially compared to some performances Izzy has had. So 
I am excited to see what Pereira can bring to this new title reign, but man, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't upset to see Izzy go down like that. It was uh, upsetting. Me too, man. And I, w- I was wondering in my head too, what happens next if Pereira does lose? Because it felt like he was just built up to this. So if he couldn't do it, like it's almost like he has no room in the division anymore, but he won. Yeah. So the rematch is coming, I'm guessing, and we'll see what happens. I would hope the rematch comes because I think many other people in the top five of that division could beat Pereira just by grappling and having a boring fight. Uh, so yeah, man, like you said, very interesting that Pereira is here up top now because it seemed like it was built for Izzy. And now that Izzy is done, he beat Izzy. What's next? We're just going to have to buckle in and find out. Um, but regardless, fight of the year, fight card of the year, very blessed to have been there. And regardless, glad to have just been a fan and watch it because it's those nights in sports that you're like, Phew. What a freaking sport. Um, So let's look forward to this week, man. UFC Vegas 65, not as exciting a card, but anytime Derek Lewis is headlining, I'm pretty happy. Um, Yeah, good main event. Great main event. It's a great scrap, but we'll get to that last. I like to make the listeners wait a little bit. I like to start at the prelims and work my way up the ladder. So let's start with the boring fights, as people say, although I think one, two, three, all fights I'm going to talk about are pretty, pretty good bangers. I don't know if there's a boring fight on this card. Um, First up, making his UFC debut, my good friend, not a good friend, I interviewed him once, but I'm going to say my good friend, Brady Heastand, coming in as a minus 150 favorite against Fernie Garcia. Fernie's a plus 125. I like Brady in the uh, in the favorite spot here. Brady is a young kid. He has amazing ground game, and my like my favorite asset of his is his gas tank. If you remember from Tough 29, even his fight against uh, Tertios in the Tough 29 finale, Brady doesn't stop moving. He doesn't stop grappling. He doesn't stop shooting. He doesn't stop moving forward and holding you against the cage. He is an exhausting fighter to go up against. And on the opposite side, Fernie Garcia, he's very susceptible to leg kicks and he fights very flat-footed. Very big boxer who throws very heavy, wild hooks from the outside. I don't like him leaving his chin open like that. I don't like the flat-footedness, especially against a mobile fighter like he stands. So at minus 150, seven years younger, got to go he stand, man. How do you uh, How do you see this fight going down? No, I pretty much agree with you almost 100%, man. I do think that Fernie Garcia probably has a little better striking, but it's more so of how green Brady Heastand is. Sure. He doesn't have the best striking, but Fernie doesn't have elite enough striking to take advantage of that. Plus, his takedown defense is really, really suspect. Yes. He does have a good get-up game, which, I mean, could help him, but I think it's just going to be rinse and repeat wrestling from Brady for three rounds. Like, I could see him getting... Well, if there's any props on over takedowns, I would take them. Anything like that, because I could see him getting almost double-digit takedowns in this fight. I mean, I'm sure the over for takedowns would be like 3.5 too, so that yeah. might be a pretty safe play. That stuff doesn't come out till later in the week. We only have access to money lines, unfortunately, on a Monday. But yeah, I agree with you about the striking. I think Fernie's striking is better just because of the greenness of Heastand. But Heastand does train in Spokane, Washington with Michael Chiesa, Juliana Pena. So he has good training partners, good coaches to guide him through that. I think this is just going to be the start to a long UFC career for my boy Brady. At least I hope so. Um, So yeah, if it stays underneath minus 160 or something, people may as well throw some on it. We're both in agreement there. Moving on here. I have two very heavy bets this night, and it's because I'm on a three-fight L streak between 281, whatever came before and whatever came before, just off of BS decisions and injury, and then Izzy getting knocked out. I mean, it's just like, whoo. So this week, I played heavy on two people. The first person I played heavy on is Charles Johnson. I have a three-unit play on him at minus 155. Currently, he's sitting minus 165, going up against Zalgist Zumagulov. 
Zumagulov is a freak. I don't know if you remember him fighting. He was like a, a COVID guy. He came out during COVID and yeah. like the, the bubble and started his throwing hands. But he's a wild fighter, crazy pace, and he just throws his hands like a maniac. I don't think that's going to work here. Charles Johnson's a proven LFA champion. He had a very tough debut in UFC against Mikhaev. Lost to Mikhaev via UD. Made it all three rounds against Mikhaev and looked decent at points in the fight. Charles Johnson's a great striker. You talk about <clears throat> point fighting. Charles Johnson can be known to do that, but in a very uh, smart technical way keeps distance pokes from the outside comes in to finish it strong he also has great wrestling great grappling we didn't get to see that against Mikhaev because Mikhaev's an absolute freak on the mat but I think Charles Johnson outclasses Zumagulov anywhere this fight goes obviously Zumagulov can land that big strike like he's been known to do but I think the experience in the LFA championship level fighter of Charles Johnson takes it so for that I have three units on him if it stays under minus 170 you should too do you agree Yep, I do agree here too, man. I I do remember Zalgas. Like, I feel like I always watch all of his fights. He's yeah. just always fighting. He's very active. He's always in them. He's always in like usually close fights, but right. he could just never seem to get above the level where people are just gonna beat him. But he'll make it close. He'll make it scrappy. And I see the same thing kind of going down this weekend. I think Johnson will win a clear decision, but a close decision. And he's just one of there. There's a few guys in the minus 100 to 200 range that I like this week a lot. So I think you can make some greasy parlays there, but he's just the one guy that I think you can trust this weekend. And fortunately for Zalgas, this might be his last UFC fight, but he's a solid I, fighter who just can't break the top. I, yeah. Zuma Gulov's one and four in the UFC. If he loses here, that's a six fight. That'll be the end of the contract. That's, that's gotta be it. Um, so who knows? I mean, you know, the, the thing that worries me about Zuma Gulov is his activity level and how, he throws crazy, like he literally, like you see in like the YouTube clips, he just puts his head down and goes, <laughs> and like it works sometimes. So that scares me, but I'm just really banking on Johnson's experience and actual fight IQ. He's a very smart fighter, very experienced fighter. And you can see that in his stance. And that's something I like to bet on. So Charles Johnson, LFA champion going up against one and four Zumagulov. Cash it, baby. Disrespectful odds. Minus 155. Cash it. Uh, next up. I think going to be one of the most exciting fights of the night. And I do not ever give out prop plays for a knockout TKO because I don't like to do that. I don't like to play that. It scares me, but I'm going to do it here because Jack Della Maddalena is sitting at a minus 450, which you simply can't play against Danny Roberts plus 375. Jack Della Maddalena is going to knock out Danny Roberts. I can almost guarantee it. Jack is such a great striker. He has two wins in the UFC, both by knockout. His knockout on contender series is a win too. I mean, his hands are so strong and his boxing is so crisp. And I say often when you get to high levels of UFC, the big boxers, you know, the caters, the uh, the Max Holloway, well, Max is a bad example. Max ran the, the division for a while. But, but typically boxers, great boxers who get to the top of division, top level competition, they start to struggle because the mixed martial arts catches up to them. I don't think Jack Della Maddalena is at that level of competition yet. And I think his striking is going to absolutely floor his opponents until he gets to like a top 10 area. So the, the, the odds aren't out yet, but at uh, four years younger, two knockouts in the UFC, crazy hands and a good chin behind it. Got to go with the bigger Jack here, play the knockout TKO. I got to think that comes in at plus 100 minus 120 uh, real quick before I pass it to you, Danny Roberts, 35 years old here little bit old. The chin especially gets tested when he gets to that age. I just don't see an avenue for him to win this fight. Yeah, I agree. This sucks because I'm a big Danny Roberts fan. Hot Chocolate is like probably my favorite nickname in MMA. I love that nickname. 
But this seems like a setup fight for Jack Della. 100%. I think they want him to get a first round knockout. He's like on a rocket ship right now with his stock. Him and Ian Gary are kind of like coming in at the same time, but I actually prefer him to Ian Gary. So I think he's going to make a run. He'll get in the rankings. What he'll do once he gets there, I don't know, but this is should be a setup for a highlight reel. That, that's kind of how I see this fight too. And the UFC undoubtedly does this, a setup yeah. fight. This is a setup fight written all over it. Obviously, Tim MMA, Danny Roberts can go out there and get it done. He's a talented fighter, but stylistically matchup wise this is all jack and i would be i would be shocked if he doesn't knock out danny roberts i I never bet like that but folks i'm telling you jack's gonna knock him out here and i i I bet against that twice i think i bet the over on jack twice or the fight to go the distance or jack by decision against a i was just like i'm an idiot He's, he's gonna knock these fools out and he's gonna continue to do so this weekend this one, I'm interested to see what they put the knockout prop at because usually mm-hmm. you'll get some really good ones. Like Zhang Wei Li, for example, in the distance was only like minus 110. Wow. I think the bookies are going to be a little smarter to this one and maybe make it closer to like minus 150 to 200. But still, I mean, that's a lot more playable than his money line. That's pretty much yeah. how he should win. Anything under minus, uh, minus 200, I think, is playable as a yeah. single. So if that's the case, hit it. But for a knockout prop, that kind of you know the the favorite odds there kind of scare me. I would like to see underdog odds for the knockout prop, but I'm yeah. so confident here Jack gets it done. I might even suggest playing Jack by round one or round two knockout. A lot of books have that option. I'm looking at BetMGM. I don't see it in front. They don't have anything out yet. But uh, Jack Della Madalena by knockout round one or two. That's probably going to be plus one twenty, plus two hundred. That's something I would suggest hitting. But that would be nice. You never know. We'll see. The, the 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 odds will be out by Wednesday, hopefully, when I post this video, so I can attach some of them in the in the comments or in the description. But yeah, we'll there's see. a lot of props so far that we've talked about. I'm interested in seeing what they come out at. Yeah, but I can promise you, Jack Daly gets this win. If he doesn't, I'll stop making these videos. Um, <laughs> so the next fight, I think this is the only underdog I'm going with in the night, and I'm I don't really understand why he's the underdog. I love the mm-hmm. cash on value. This is a good spot to do so. I think Eon Qutalaba. Plus 135 against Kennedy Nachukwu. I love minus it. Minus 165. Yeah, like Kennedy's good. Very long, strong hands, but he's slow. Not very active in the cage. I think that's going to hurt him here. Eon is so freaking active. He's the craziest fighter in maybe UFC, man. Just between the weigh-ins, like the way he charges at you in the cage and just throws reckless abandon at you with everything he has, going for crazy <laughs> takedowns. He has good wrestling too, but... I just I just think Kutalaba gets it done here, man. I think a big concern for Kutalaba as of late, especially his last two fights getting subbed, is submission defense, is the grappling realm. Kennedy doesn't have that advantage here. So I really see this fight being a firefight that Kutalaba brings to Nachukwu and hopefully probably finds that finish on Nachukwu. We've seen Nachukwu get clipped before, so I don't get the odds here, man. <clears throat> Definitely. When I first saw... I went to look at the odds just to see what I was going to bet on. This is the fight that stood up the most in terms. I think the odds should be exactly flipped because if it was flipped, maybe I would try to take a flyer on Kennedy, but this is a fight where I think Kutalaba is going to go out hot. Kennedy always comes out really, really slow. has to be like yelled at by his coaches to start Mm -hmm. throwing punches. And it's worked for him in the past against like guys like Carlos Olberg, who's pretty green, but right. Laba's losses are really only to top like 15 guys he doesn't really lose the lower level of competition and I think he could come out and 
you like even finish him in the first minute. If but the first round, I would go Kudalaba round one would probably be a good look. And also just because we've seen Kudalaba fade after round one, mm-hmm. if he somehow doesn't finish it, you could always live bet Kennedy at plus odds after round one because I don't Thinking. see him winning round one. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah, Kudalaba round one or probably Kennedy late. I, I definitely think Kennedy will be a live betting option here because Kutalaba will come out firing in round one. And I think we've seen, and I think it, ha- I don't have it in front of me, but I, I know certainly recently in Kutalaba's fights, he comes out so hot and it burns him out later in the fights, leading to a draw yeah. or a decision loss. So, you know, it, it's really going to be a first, second round finish or nothing here for Kutalaba, unless if he uh, is smart and uses the wrestling, which we've kind of seen him do as of late. But again, it's really the value for me here. Don't understand the odds, and I love to make Vegas pay when we can. Shout out Quinn at Orthodox on Twitter. Um, let's talk this main event, man, because this is my other this is my other play that I got a lot of cheddar on. I got 3.5 units on Sergey Spivak, minus 175 to beat Derek Lewis as an underdog. And, dude, like, I hate saying this. Like, I love Derek Lewis. He's one of my favorite fighters, has been for probably five to ten years, but it's over, man. It's over. You know, he's 37 years old. He's gotten knocked out twice in a row by people that really shouldn't be knocking out. Derek Lewis, Sergey Spivak, on the other hand, other hand, you know, I mean, he's 10 years younger than Derek Lewis here. I have to take that into account. His hands are so strong. He has a granite chin. Like Derek Lewis clips people and finishes them. I don't think you're clipping the 27 year old Spivak here, man. I think Spivak's going to come at you hard, put you against that cage and knock out old man Derek Lewis again. And if he doesn't have the hands, if Derek's actually throwing and not doing his whole, like, I don't know, man, it's weird what he's been doing lately. It's like he gets hit and he's, he's just done. So if he doesn't do that, Spivak can take it to the mat too. I think at anything minus under 200, you smash that against Derek Lewis, unfortunately. Yeah, man. Uh, this is one, I agree with your pick. I'm just not as confident. I would like this to be Spivak more of a pick or maybe a little bit of a plus money. And then I would probably take a shot. Just because I've I've gotten burned by Derek Lewis too many times at this point. I remember Curtis Blades. I thought oh. like there's no <laughs> chance he's Everyone going to knock out Curtis Blades. And it just like he just has that death touch. It's the equalizer. If, if I'm betting on Spivak, I'm hoping he just goes in there and takes him down right away, honestly. Because if he does take him down, I could see him finishing it early. So in this fight, I would more so look. I don't know what they're gonna open the under at. Maybe 1.5. If it's like 2.5 or higher, I'm gonna take that. But I'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, and like this is also one of those bets where I'm putting heavy on Spivak, and it's it's truthfully 100% because I think Spivak wins. But you know more than anyone because we're in a uh, betting group chat together. I am a, a big fan of heart insurance, right? I bet yeah. against the person I want to win. Mm-hmm. I love Derek Lewis, man. If Derek Lewis wins against Spivak and uh, and crashes my bet, I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to be a happy oh, boy. Black Beast got it done. Mad. So I'm setting myself up for a win-win situation in this main event, but should be a banger, bro. Should be a banger. That's the best way to do it. Happiness either way. That's what we like. So Mikey, before we get out of here, I want to give you a minute or two. Is there a bet that we didn't bring up yet that you'd like to talk about uh, something that you have in mind? Yeah, I could talk about two guys real quick, just because they're two money lines that I like to play. Like I said earlier, there's some guys in the minus 100 and minus 200 range that I see like that probably should be at, Higher odds, like more of a favorite, but they're not for different reasons. And one is Ricky Tercios. Mm-hmm. And this one is more so of a fade against his opponent, Kevin Etividad. I just don't think he's really UFC level at this point. 
Sure. Um, we've seen him get knocked out twice. And I mean, Tercios isn't the heaviest hitter. And his last performance, I think, is what's driving these odds because he had a terrible last fight. Yeah, he did. Like really bad accuracy numbers on his strikes. And Eamon's the hobby just made him look really bad. Mm-hmm. Like a very low, low level Caitlin Chukagian, just like swinging at nothing. He looks shell shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping that was a one off betting on this. But it's more so, even if he fought like that, I think that still might be enough to beat Kevin Natividad. It might so be. I'm hoping that's his lowest level and like it can't get much lower than that. So it should only be up from there. I like that. And one other one I like is Miles Johns. I know he's on a little bit of short notice, but I just think he's kind of better all around than Vince Morales. And I think he can wrestle if he wants to. He could probably knock him out or get him with leg kicks. There's many different paths to victory I see there. So he's another guy I have. I think he was at like minus 150. So I could just yeah, see somewhere. that. So yeah, see that going well. So I'll say it right now. I like your tertius bet. You know what I'm saying? You get that? Because he always says that. You know what I'm saying? I like, he has some I like weird your interviews, but I'll, I'll bet on him still. He's the man. I love Ricky. He's 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 awesome. Um, and I love that bet because I think Ricky does get it done. I just didn't research that fight enough to write it down for mine, but I think that's a good one to tail. However, it's not even I don't like your Miles Johns bet. It's just I think I'm 0-4 betting on or against Miles Johns. So I'm just done touching his fights. Bad I juju guess. for me. But if you think it's good and you want to broadcast it, people, Mikey knows what he's talking about. So maybe he's got maybe he's got something going here. I'm not touching it though. No way. I believe in I believe in karma and and all that nonsense. So I'm staying away. <laughs> yeah, man. Sometimes there's just fighters you can't get a read on. You pick them to win, they lose. You pick them to lose, and they win. It's <sighs> stay away. It's brutal, man. And it's a brutal sport, MMA. Uh, and by the way my luck's been going, I'm just gonna start betting against everyone I want to win because fade yourself. M- my I, fade me people this is this is brutal but not anymore the losing streak is going to be snapped this week at ufc vegas definitely. 65 november 19th mikey my man thank you so much for joining me dude we'll definitely do this again and uh i appreciate all your insight thank you man thank you for having me i hope to be back on in the future and look forward to just keep talking it up with you in our chat of course brother and i'll link all mikey stuff below shoot him a follow all that good stuff but people i will see you saturday night for the fights enjoy your week and let's go spivak unfortunately <laughs>